Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. So, hey, you need to grab your word. Um, Ephesians chapter 6, that's the series we're in. Uh, I've done a verse per week, okay? We started in verse 10. We've done 10, we've done 11, okay? Today is 12, and I want you to know something. You better get a seatbelt and buckle it today, okay? Because this one is where the rubber meets the road. This one, this one right here has got the teeth in it, okay? This is the one you've got to get, and you've got to understand, okay? Um, this will stretch you a little bit, but you need to get this truth in verse 12, because if you get 12, you understand the armor, if you don't understand 12, you're clueless about the armor, okay? You've got to get verse 12. I want you to go there. I'm going to begin in verse 10. Uh, I've said each week that I'm going to begin that and read it each time, you know, begin in verse 10. So begin in verse 10. We'll camp in 12, okay? We'll camp in 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, and I told you how big that finally is. That's a big finally. Be strong in the Lord. Key word is in the Lord, all right? In his mighty power, verse 11, put on the full armor of God. Why? So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. That was last week. A lot of people understanding schemes better this week than they were the week before. They get it now. They see schemes, okay? Now look at verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Somebody needs to underline that if you got your own Bible. Your struggle right now, the struggle you're in, is not against flesh and blood. You're like, oh, Lord, I, yeah, it is. I see them. No, you're not seeing them right. It's not against flesh and blood, okay? but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms, okay? Now, I'm telling you verse 12 is much bigger than one Sunday morning, okay? But I'm gonna do my best to kind of give you a framework of this, okay? You gotta get verse 12, Okay, you got to get verse 12, okay? Now, Paul, in verse 12, affirms that our battle, our battle, okay, is not spiritual, okay? But, it, I mean, it is indeed spiritual. It is not physical. See, many times in our minds, we think this battle, when we come up against stuff, we think it's a physical thing, okay? This is not a physical thing. This is a spiritual thing. We live in a spiritual world, okay? You're a spiritual being, okay? You say, well, I feel like a physical being. I know what you feel like, okay? But never trust your feelings, okay? But you are a spiritual being. We wage war in the spirit, okay? There is a battle. Whew. If we could see the battle above us, 
it would scare our bridges off. There is an absolute battle going on above us. See, there's a battle right now because some of you are thinking, I got some meat on the smoker and I hope it's going well at my house because I'm about to tear up some lunch when I get home or some dinner tonight, all right? So the enemy right now is starting to mess with you because he's taking, it's starting to distract you because he doesn't want you to hear the truth. Every time we meet in the presence of the Lord, every time the spirit comes and visits, the enemy works hard to take people's minds and attention away. He wants your mind's attention to go so your heart's affection follows. Does that make sense? If he can get your mind to go, then your heart will go with it. God says, I want your mind on me so that your heart's affection goes after me. There's a huge battle there. It's a huge difference, okay? Huge difference, okay? So speaking of that spiritual battle that we're in, this Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday, okay, the 9th at 6 p.m. in this very room right here, we as a church are having a, um, a time of prayer and worship. That's it. You said, that's all? Oh, that's all, okay. That is the most powerful thing a church can do is gather for prayer and worship, okay, and word. Don't worry, we'll have the word, all right? That's a beautiful time, 6 p.m. You say, well, I don't want to come because it may last all night. Well, it may last all night, but it's scheduled to last about 55 minutes, okay? If it goes further than that, you can take that up with God, okay? But, but come this Wednesday, 6 p.m. in here, if you like great worship, great prayer, great word, just come. You'll love it. You'll have a blast, okay? Because you're in a battle. You say, well, I'm really not in a battle right now. Oh, you're in a battle. I promise you, you're in a battle, okay? So let's look at some other scriptures. Keep in mind, this is a spiritual battle, not a physical battle, okay? Because many of us grew up watching people take care of things physically, okay? Physically. So look at John 17, 16. Jesus reminds us that we are not of this world. Jesus said, they're not of this world, even as I'm not of the world. So he says, we're not of this world. Why? Because Jesus wasn't, he wasn't in this world. He was doing life in this world, but he's not from this world. We're not, from, we're not, it, we're, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. We are passing through. That's why he says, don't hug the world. Don't fall in love with the world. Don't entertain the world. Don't surrender to the world. Don't beg to the world. It's not your home. It's not your home at all. John 14, verses two and three, Jesus said, in my Father's house are many rooms. I go away to prepare a room for you. Why is he going to prepare a room for you? Because this house isn't your home. You're passing through. If, if this was your home, he'd build you a house. You say, well, I have a house here. Trust me, your house, as gorgeous as it is, is not going with you, okay? Because the house that he has for you will make your house today look like the slums. I mean, it'd be terrible. Well, I have scriptures all over my house. It's such a beautiful house. The scriptures you'll see in heaven will pale the scriptures you see in your house, okay? You, I mean, he has a new home for you, a new room for you. Constant reminders, this is not our home. Romans 12, 2, do not conform any longer to what? The pattern of what? This world, 
but be you transformed by the renewing of your minds. You have to constantly train your mind and renew your mind and remind yourself, this is not my home. I'm passing through. Your hardships here, all the struggles here, this is not your struggles on this earth, man. I'm telling you right now, all this stuff that we battle on this earth, this is not our home. You've got to constantly remind yourself by the transforming of your mind every day that this is not my home. I want you to go to 2 Corinthians. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians 10. Look at verses uh, 3 through 5. Verse 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war again as the world does. The weapons we fight with, are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every petitions that set itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to God. Listen, we don't fight like the world fights. I'm gonna tell you a quick way to lose. When you're fighting in this world, you fight like the world. You'll lose every time, every time. You think, well, I won that battle. No, you did not. No, you did not. Your cocky, arrogant attitude won, but what you've done is you did not win the battle. You didn't win that war at all. You may have won this short little argument, but you didn't win. We don't fight with the same weapons that the world fights with. When someone's up against you from an attitude standpoint, from a behavior standpoint, understand that is spiritual. You've got to understand that spiritual. And you fight that spiritual battle with spiritual weapons, with prayer, with worship, with the word, with the name that is above every name, Jesus. See, when your teenager bows up to you, it's not you against your teenager. Okay, that's not, I know it's neat to say, as a mom, I brought you into this world and I can take you out of this world. It's, it's fun, but don't trash talk your teenager. It really does not produce a lot of fruit, okay? It, it really does not, okay? You have to go to war on behalf of your teenager in the spiritual realm. You gotta pray for their heart. You gotta pray for that spirit over them. There's a spirit, a demonic spirit trying to grab them. If you go up against them in that battle, you're going to lose. I promise you. Every time. This business of spiritual warfare is serious business. And it is very real. It's spiritual, not physical. If you can please understand something, if you own your own business and you have men or ladies that work for you and they're constantly driving you crazy, change the way you pray for them. Change the way you battle on behalf of that. You've gotta, you've gotta change your tactics because you've gotta understand something. This is not a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. We live in a physical world. We do. You can look around and say, this is a physical world. I know we live in it. You got five senses that God gave us. He gave us sight. He gave us sound. He gave us smell. He gave us taste. He gave us touch. All, all day long, every day, all five of those are always constantly on the move. 
You say, well, God, I live, Jeff, in a physical world. Why is this not a physical battle? I'm telling you, it's not a physical battle. If you're a born-again child of the king, you live in a physical world. This is not your home. You're passing through. You're going to come up against stuff, but you can't fight it like the world fights it. You can't. My granddad said, Jeff, here's how it happens. When you punch air, two things are guaranteed. You're going to get tired, and you'll make no impact. That's what happens to you when you as a spirit-filled believer try to fight in the physical. You fight spiritually. You'll make progress spiritually if you fight right way. Many times, what we see is not the enemy. I do a, I do a lot of marriage counseling, a bunch. It comes from all different shapes and sizes and different things. And every time I've done marriage counseling, I sit them down and I promise you, in this mindset and in this mindset, he thinks she's the enemy, and she thinks he's the enemy every time. And that's why they're in my office, because they see each other as the enemy. As long as you see your partner, your friend, or anybody you're in a relationship with that you're having a struggle with, when you see them as the enemy, <laughs> you'll keep counselors very busy. But if you see him as a not the enemy, that there's a spirit, there's a, there's a stronghold, there's a demonic spirit that's got a hold of them, okay? You're, I'm not asking you to tell your wife she's a demon. That's not good, okay? You say, well, honey, you're, you're a demon, and I'm praying for you. That's not, that's not how you fight either. <laughs> you won't ever pray again. You keep that up, all right? But what I'm saying is you've got to understand they're not the enemy. They're not. And the way to win is not to fight in a physical world. You've got to fight it spiritually, okay? You have to fight it spiritually. This business of spiritual warfare, as I said earlier, it's serious business. It is a real, 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 real thing. It's very rare. Paul represents, Paul, Paul presents to us a divine revelation of this, this satanic kingdom that is set up, okay? Uh, it is a military-type alignment that he lays out in chapter 4. I mean, in chapter 12. We're going to look at it, okay? If you, if you have served in our military or you know anything about military or you've watched a bunch of war movies and military movies, you understand there's a rank, there's an order, there's a rank and file to military, in this chapter, in verse 12 of chapter 6, this is a setup. This is set up by Satan's rank and order. This is a kingdom, and it's a military kingdom that he has set up, okay? It is layer thick, okay? It is layer thick, and we're going to look at that, okay? So here's what I want to do the rest of the time. I'm going to break down these four ranks, okay? Some of you are going to go where you've never been before, and you're going to go, what in the heck? Okay, some of you have been face-to-face -face with some of this stuff, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so I want you to hang on a little bit while we walk through this, because I want you to know something. You see more of verse 12 today than you've ever seen in your life. Don't kid yourself into thinking that verse 12 is not seen. Dude, Woo. The virus gets a lot of attention, but what is, what is being seen through these six or eight months of this virus is the evil. 
you're starting to see the military ranking of all these demonic forces, and they're present on this turf called America. Very present, okay? Very present. Some of them have names that we use a lot. Some of their faces we see tremendously, okay? We're gonna talk about them. I'm gonna try not to say them by name, okay? But we're gonna talk about them. We're gonna talk about the ranks. So this is Satan's rank and file, a demonic army, okay? So it begins with the upper and works its way down, okay? And this is how we'll set it up. So number one, you see in verse 12, he talks about the principalities are the rulers, okay? That indicates top-level spiritual forces. These are probably been in place since, since the time that God cast Lucifer out, all right? These are your bad, bad, bad hombres. You don't ever hardly ever see them. They stand in the background, and they, they commission the other ones that do all the dirty work, okay? Some of y'all are like, woo, you're making my hair stand on my arms. Well, that's good for you, okay? But I'm telling you, there is a force out there, and you gotta understand this, okay? There's a force out there. There's principalities. There are rulers out there, and at these levels that are, doing, that are, that are launching out armies to do dirty work, okay? Now, in Daniel, if you, if you understand Daniel, there's a, there's a story in Daniel in chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, where the angel, Daniel's praying, and, and God sends, sends, an, sends an angel to, uh, to help Daniel, okay? But the angel says this, I got hung up. I got delayed 21 days, okay? You know why he got hung up 21 days? Because he was in a battle with the prince of Persia, okay? Wash your mind about a prince, all right? This is a bad hombre, all right? He got hung up in a battle there, okay? He got hung up in a battle. So, so what happened was he got delayed 21 days. So, so God sent another angel to help this angel. The angel Micah was sent to help him out, not just help him, but to help him win, so understand something. Anytime God's army is on the move, where God's spirit is on the move, where God is advancing, where God is making impact in the darkness, the devil is going to send his troops to shut it down. And that's when God's people have got to bow up and fight in the name of Jesus. You got to know that when you got light advancing, darkness is going to do everything it can to stop it. Some of you have been on mission trips, okay? You left sweet little drive-through banks and restaurants and coffee shops, and you went on the mission field. And they said, we're gonna walk down this street and we're gonna pray. And you started walking down the street and started praying, and stuff started coming out from places you didn't even know. Darkness, right in your face. And I've seen kids go, woo! They just run from that. And then by the end of the week, I've seen those kids that ran and didn't understand what they were getting into come up to the front of the room, all right, front of the line, and they're the ones walking around speaking the name of Jesus right in the face of demons. And I don't mean to scare you, but I'm gonna tell you right now, one of the greatest things you can understand is the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. And the greatest thing you can do as a believer is to understand the power, the power, 
power of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have any idea what you can walk in the darkness and speak light, speak Jesus, and watch darkness just bow. Watch it bow. Happens all the time, man. It needs to happen more here, and it better start happening here, or we won't have this place. It'll be overtaken, I'm telling you. So this is the first rank. They're hombres. They're bad hombres. This is, this is the top level, okay? Many people never see this level, okay? I probably shouldn't say never. Very seldom see this level, okay? Number two, just a, just a kind of a notch, a notch below it, is powers or authorities, okay? Powers or authorities. I, I say two because depending on what translations you look at, they'll use different words, okay? Mean the same thing, but understand, understand that. Refer to general forces of evil attacking believers, okay? These are known as demon spirits or demonic spirits, okay? Now, understand something. There's two different groups that's working here. There's legions, okay? This is groups, and there's demons, which are more individual. There are people who have literally seen demons, okay? If you've ever come face-to-face with someone possessed with a demon, you'll never forget it. Never. Now, I know some of you are like, what? This is far out. This ain't far out. It's closer than you think it is, all right? It's closer than you think it is, okay? I have come face-to-face on several occasions with, a, with kids, students, possessed with demons, and mean, I mean face-to-face. And when you see that, you never forget what that looks like, okay? Never. But the only thing that quiets that demon in that student is the name Jesus. That's it. And some of you, are, some of you have never understood, have not ever been close to that, but, but you've seen it. Demons will show up in a lot of different things, okay? They're masqueraded in a lot of different things today, but I'm telling you, there are demons and legions that, pres- that try to oppress believers. They're strongholds. They can come on them hard, okay? Come on them very hard. So these first two sections, they're kind of intertwined, okay? There's a level, there's a little bit of a different level to them, but these are different levels that you see, okay? Many times for most believers, they don't see these two ranks right here. The last two, mm-hmm, they come face to face to see them all the time. So let's get into those. Number three, another rank in this scripture right here in verse 12 is what they call cosmic powers or you see it in scripture sometimes referred to as rulers of darkness, okay? Rulers of darkness. Darkness Darkness of the world refers to a worldwide nature of a spiritual battle or a world system. Understand something, there is a spirit of darkness in the world. There is a legitimate world darkness spirit. It's not just, it's not just on the United States of America. It is all over the globe. It's all over the world, okay? There, there is a darkness and a spirit of the world and heavy on, on the world. It, I'm telling you there is. Some people say, well, it's just over there in those countries where they worship uh, satanic stuff. It's over there. In the, no, no. There's as much satanic worship in the United States of America as anywhere else. 
There is. There's as much demonic force in the United States of America as anywhere any other foreign country. Okay? We just hide it better. We just hide it much better. So what are some things that make up this world system? Okay? Confusion. See if you see any of this today. Confusion. Arrogance. Ignorance. Crime. Terror. Strife. And all misery. Some of you are thinking, blue states. Well, at times, all right, <laughs> there's a lot of this junk out there today. What you see with some of these groups that are rising up, they are absolutely working as a spirit of darkness in a world system. There's a new world order they're trying to establish. I'm telling you, this thing runs deep, 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 okay? You see this today in sports figures, okay? Sports and entertainment absolutely have their, I mean, they have deep roots in this stuff, man. You see it big time. There is a spokesman for the NBA. Hmm, I'm just telling you right now, he is absolutely working in this world. Absolutely working in this world. He recently said, either stop with the national anthem or I don't play. Well, that's a glorious thing. I don't have to watch you play no more. And then some of them in the entertainment world says, if, it, if, if this is what's gonna happen in America, then I'm moving. Great. There's a ton of people that would help you pack. Whole bunch. These, there's a bunch of sports and entertainment people that are way into this dark, evil world stuff, okay? There, there's a new world order. You see it in politics, and you see it in the government, okay? There, 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 is, there, is, there is sex trafficking or child trafficking that has been going on in this country for a long time. It flies under the radar and has flown under the radar for a long time until recently because there's a president that is uncovering all this stuff. I'm just telling you right now, just recently, you're starting to see raids in certain towns and cities in our country. Recently, Ohio, some in Kentucky, where they are going into certain spots and they are finding dozens, sometimes hundreds of children. You would not believe the tunnels that run under this country. Okay, this is an evil, dark, dark world. And the names and faces of people that are involved in this cover-up, in this scheme, in this world order, or this system, mm, gonna blow your mind. They may wear a suit, they may look good, and they may have good manners, but apart from Jesus, they're nothing, they're evil. And there are some evil, evil people in the background of this. There's people in the sports world. There's people in the entertainment world. There's politicians involved in this dark, evil world. And there's absolutely stuff in government that's involved in this. And when you stand up against this and you begin to turn the light on, oh, they are coming after you. And they're coming hard. There's a spirit of lying that's taking place now to shut it all down. Okay? 
But I'm telling you right now, there is an evil world out there. There's a dark world out there, okay? So what would be the contrast of this evil, dark world, okay? So this contrast is out there. The rulers of darkness, we know they're out there, okay? This darkness in the world, there, there's a spirit of darkness. There, there is absolutely a, a system of darkness out there. So what would be in contrast of that? What's the opposite of that? For these, it's those who have been born again, okay? It's those of you that have been born again, children of the light. This is children of darkness. The children born again are the children of light, okay? What the children of light or the church needs to start exposing are the roaches. I was staying in a house at Lake of the Pines one time. If you know where Lake of the Pines are, it's right on the border of Texas and, and uh, Louisiana, it is in the bios, it thicks, man. I'm telling you, they don't even know you're out there, okay? So we were staying in a lake house. We got there late in the night, so it was already dark. We went in, we, we jumped on beds, we went to sleep. I was with a bunch of guys. We were gonna fish all day, all weekend. I get up the next morning, I'm the first one up. Hmm, this is probably when I started, should have started sleeping late, okay? I'm walking into a house that I think is just a house, I think I'm the only one there, a bunch of me and some guys. I go into the kitchen, and I turn the light on. And I kid you not, I heard more cockroach water bug legs than I could. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. They're in cabinets, drawers, counters, floors. They're on the side of the refrigerator. They're all over my coffee pot that I'm thinking I might have a good cup of coffee with. They just run when you turn the light on. And I'm gonna tell you what has to happen right now. The church mm, has been positioned by God to walk into this dark, evil, nasty world and turn lights on. And I'm gonna tell you, every cockroach will run. And some of these cockroaches have names, and we know them. But it's going to be a glorious day in heaven when we watch them run. We watch them run. You have got to understand that there's a bunch of evil cockroaches out there, bud. Bunch of them. So what's the children of light got in them? They've got order. They've got joy. They've got knowledge. They've got peace. They've got purity. They have the fruit of the Spirit. John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, he's what? The way. Follow the way. Because when you follow the way, you're going to follow what? The truth. And when you follow the way and the truth, it's going to lead you to what? Life. The enemy says, I've come to kill, to steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to show you the way, give you truth, so you can have life. Totally opposite of the dark world out there. Okay? Totally opposite. Number four, I've got a row the spiritual wickedness in high places. The last rank is the spirit of wickedness in high places. There is absolutely a spirit of wickedness in high places. Or some translations say spiritual forces. They emphasize the battle beyond this world. It's going on right now. It's going on every time you have church, every time you meet, every time you have a quiet time, every time you have anything to do with the word, worship, truth, prayer, all that stuff. It's the forces that try to keep you from pressing the guy. They're out there everywhere, okay? They are continually opposing faith, hope, love, holiness, either by force, watch this, 
or fraud. Either by force, think about where we've been the last six or eight months, or fraud. Hmm. See, we have these initials, WHO, CDC. You're supposed to trust all these little initials. I'm just going to tell you right now, those initials are evil. There's evil within them. They spew evil out. You're going to find out, okay, that some of the hombres speaking on behalf of these two organizations live, swim, in this demonic, dark world. I'm sorry, but that's just the truth. That's why you get some number that was 150-something thousand, and it gets cleaned up to 9,210. Nothing drops 94%, buddy, by accident. There's evil, evil in there, very evil. They're either by force or fraud and labor to infuse a spirit of unbelief, pride, idolatry, malice, envy, anger, and hatred. That's what they're about. Schemes, they can come sudden and subtle. That's why, and I'm closing, that's why you have to understand what Paul said. You have to keep in step with the Spirit, you have to be continually filled with the Spirit. Because if you do not keep in step with the Spirit and you're not continually filled with the Spirit, you will be seduced by these schemes. You'll be bought in. I'm gonna tell you right now, this stuff that's being woven today and weaved throughout America is sucking in not only people of the world, not only people that are lost, but born-again people are professing born-again people. They're getting, they're getting sucked into this, okay, because it's subtle. You have to see yourself as a soldier in the army of God. I don't know how you see yourself. You may see yourself as a tax-paying American, okay? That's fine, but you better see yourself as, as in the army of God. You're up against an army. You've got to understand you're in the army of God. You got to see yourself as a warrior, an absolute warrior. I don't know if you understand how important it is to see yourself as a warrior. If you're a dad today, you have to see yourself as a warrior because they're coming after your girl and they're coming after your kids and they're coming after your home, okay? Because if they can get your kids, they've got your grandkids automatically. You can't anymore just tell them sweet little things and they go away. You got to get in their face because they're a demonic force and they're coming after you. And you got to get in their face with the name that's above every name and it's not your name. It's the name of Jesus. You got to learn how to fight because you're up against an army and they are advancing free willy against us. Okay? So if you're going to win, you got to battle like you're in an army. you got to act like a warrior in an army. And you've got to man your troops. And if you've got a son or a daughter, you need to tell them one thing. They may be a handsome son or a gorgeous girl, but first of all, you better teach them that they're a warrior. They're a kick-butt warrior. And they can't do it in their own name. They have to do it in the name of Jesus. So you got to do everything you can 
to cut out anything in your life that hinders you from being a warrior. Anything. Because if you dabble where you're not supposed to dabble, you'll be a weak soldier, and a weak soldier gets killed every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Let's stand together. That's a lot of stuff, and I'm not near done. I want you to go back and look at Ephesians 6, 12. I want you to read it. And when stuff hits you, I want you to see it differently than you did before you walked in here. Our struggle, church, is not against flesh and blood. It's not. Don't fight it in the flesh and blood. It's against spiritual forces coming against you. You got to fight it in the spirit. You got to fight it in the spirit, okay? And that's the spirit of the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, dynamite, power. That's how you got to fight it. Father, we love you. God, I pray for the church. God, the crazy thought for the church is that we, the church, are here today. We're, we're present right now. And right now is one of the darkest times in U.S. history. But you, you have allowed this to happen on our soil so the church of Jesus Christ, with the power of the resurrection living inside the church, will stand up individually and corporately and be what you've called it to be. God, I pray that we understand we're in a battle. It's not physical, it's spiritual, and that we fight spiritually. God, I pray that as we worship, that we, as the little church, would allow you to speak this message into us. May we see what we need to see. May we see it the way we're supposed to see it. May we fight the way we're supposed to fight. For your glory and your honor, in Christ's name, amen, amen. Let's worship. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.